0: Hello and welcome to When Will It End, it's the movie podcast where we watch a series of movies. We ask ourselves, are they pushing it with this one?
1: <laughs> we don't do that. Are they trying to push me around? No. Who's
0: being the pusher? We never have
1: asked Is that it before. Nicholas is,
0: Winding Refn? Is that what we're doing now? We're now, yeah, new question, When Will It End also, who's trying to push us around?
1: Wait, does, do I need to change the whole name of the show?
0: Yeah, maybe like AKA, or like, you know how sometimes they have like subtitles in books where it's smaller and in italics?
1: Like this movie.
0: Yeah. This movie is Blood on My some Hands. Re-
1: yeah, for some reason it the it just says pusher two. And then the subtitles the subtitle subtitle us... with blood on my hands.
0: Yeah. Now you noted that the pusher two graphic includes two lines of cocaine for the uh the Roman <gasps> nomenclature for two and I want to go ahead and say I've never seen this much cocaine done in a movie before.
1: This is incredible. Yeah. Because, like, like, Scarface is like a cartoon. Oh my this God. is like
0: very realistic people bumping lines right and left, people bump, doing bumps off their hands, people doing bumps in bathroom stalls, uh, people he, doing lines he, off bathroom he, uh, toilets.
1: He unrolls, like, he unpackages a little bit of coke, and then he eats the paper, or he, like, chews on the paper like gum. Yeah. And this is the only movie I've seen where someone gets a nosebleed from doing too much coke, and it's just like ugh, I just have a nosebleed. Like, it doesn't turn into a big thing.
0: Right, and what you're describing is a woman on the night of her wedding with her friend who's a recent mother hanging out with a guy who just choked out her friend who's the baby daddy for a (laughs) cursed baby who's wonderful but obviously has lived so far as cursed. Just a cursed life. Wow. But uh, um, I want to go ahead and just uh, be open here. I'm I'm really emotionally moved by that movie. That's a really powerful movie. Uh, You know, Pusher won. With with poor Frank, it's mostly about like the classic, you know, if you make a hell of your own creation that you're just going to live in that forever where Frank is just so successfully torched any meaningful relationships in his life that when the shit truly hits the fan, his option, his odds seem to be almost nil that he's going to get out of this alive. He's really fucked. He can either yeah, play, actually, the the only place he knows, Copenhagen, or probably get killed by Milo. Did
1: you think so? There was that Milo appears, which was beautiful, but in Pusher two, yeah, uh, he shows up, does a quick little coke deal that goes terribly wrong in a very funny way. This time, we loved Milo in oh. in,
0: in Pusher. Milo was great. Milo was just trying to get his bakery off the ground. Lo- very proud of his fridge. And in this, he pops up and he's like, and it's great. There's that he, they pull off a trick in this that's so funny. It was like. My old buddy, Tawny, what's up, dude? And you're like, oh my God, they're buddies.
1: (laughs) And then did you think, my interpretation this time was when he asks, have you heard from Frank? And Tawny's like, no, I haven't heard, I've not heard a word from Frank. I'm assuming that means that he's dead. I mean, it's so ambiguous, it doesn't really matter, but I sort of liked the, that's the only crossover really from Pusher 1. We know Milo to be a sly fox, so
0: we could be doing a bit of a wink and a yeah. Winking a tickle, you tickle. Know? So it's very funny to watch this because, you know, famously, and I'm sure some of this is just blown out of proportion, but there was that whole thing where Only God Forgives got a lot of pushback from people because everyone was like, we love Drive, Ryan Gosling, sex symbol, so cool. He's like a tortured antihero. Man, mm-hmm. I can't wait what fun adventures this very likable guy <laughs> goes on next. And then in Only God Forgives, he's this emotionally paralyzed, useless mama's boy unloved by a parent and nicholas we're on to you my guy we see you yeah a lot of that in your movies um, but yeah, so like everyone was like, "Oh no, like he's not cool at all in this. In fact, he sucks and wants to lose. Like he's not even playing to win to begin with. He just wants to die because life means nothing to him." And people were so frustrated that you know Reffin would take a cool, dynamic, sex symbol with cool scorpion jacket and then be like, "What if he fucking sucked and no one respected him and he just was like, just kill me, just basically kill me?"
1: I like that. That's he's basically the same character in Drive though, and I think people just didn't really get reference vibe well, so he's like you yeah. know what fuck it this is what i wanted to do so he was as useless loser in drive but i guess i made him too cool so now i'm just gonna make him still look like ryan still look cool but god he's just so well, weak and, and pathetic. again it's his,
0: his ongoing thesis about like a culture of a masculine dominated culture of violence which is the brutal horrible world that we live in and it's like, what is at the core of all of this? And again, it's really funny that people find Refn to be provocative or whatever because it, might, it reminds me of Van Trier and Antichrist, where it's like, this is a napalm like scorching of the masculine ego and psyche. This is like all about men who. Cannot feel love and don't even really understand how to yeah. start that process. But I wonder if if there was a similar thing where people saw Pusher and they're like, "Okay, we got a little taste of Tawny in, in one. We love this guy. he's Ugh. Funny. He's sexy. He's quirky. What you know?" And then in two, he's like, "Yeah, he's a fucking emotionally paralyzed daddy's boy whose daddy hates him. Hates him. Really hates him. He's the fail son. He sucks." He has no guile. He's not charming at all in this. He's just like a weird coked out vampire sort of stumbling around into like. He looks great. This movie excels at, I mean, the the lighting choices are so hysterical because it goes from like the, you know, a room of just red light to this poor guy in like a fluorescent lit room looking like a fucking demon from like the pits of hell.
1: He looks like we almost did Twilight last year but I think this is the more vampiric than anything we would have seen in that movie. I think
0: this is more vampiric than the blade movies. He looks yeah, wild. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm sort of just going off on a thing here. You've been on the ref thing for some time. I mean, I want to know what, what were your thoughts? Cause obviously there's, there's part of you. Cause in the, at the end of the last episode, you were like, guys, Tawny. Tawny time. It's a tawny. It's tawny time. Tawny tawny. And so, of course, you know, we're like, Mads and baby, back at it again. And he's just a crushed, pathetic, stunted, empty shell.
1: I like that this movie, as you said, like, this movie opens in jail and he basically just gets the, like, life lesson Um, because his his cellmate is like, "Uh, I was living in fear as a gangster and then I accidentally torched some people and heard them scream like being tortured pigs and it was that day that I overcame my fear and you tani you have not overcome your fear yet
0: and it's an incredible opening and also just for the record there is something so refin about i'm going to describe a really cool action scene that you would see in a, in like in a michael mann movie we would see that happen yeah. or something yeah i'm I-
1: you want, me, you want to wait for the... I think the, the
0: lawnmower's right outside. Yep, yep. That's the lawnmower.
1: <laughs> is that a lawnmower or a motorcycle?
0: Oh, it could be a motorcycle.
1: Maybe they're going to move.
0: So, I hear them going forward, and they're gone. Leave this No, he's, this still, he's
1: still there. Oh,
0: That's a lawnmower. That's
1: def... I hear in the, the a crickle whacker. crackle of little twigs It's a weed whacker, for sure. So what do we want to do? Do you want to...
0: No, let's just roll with it.
1: You want to do a weed whacker episode? Yeah, I think that's good tape. We did reverb episode. now yeah, We're on a, a weed... I don't know, man. Well, let's just get it a little clear, and I'll see how. Huh? He's really not making this easy for us. It's like we're doing a little duet. Yeah. Us and the weed way. I mean, I could man. just close the window. Yeah, go close the windows. Okay, yeah. I'll be right back. You vampire. Ah.
0: <laughs> Charles stepped on something. It was funny. Well, I think he's doing spot. Like spot. He's like doing spots. It's still going to be loud. We can also just pause it and hear how loud it is. Let's do that. You're going to do that? So I think what you're saying with this guy telling the story that's so funny and so rough, he and he's describing this archetypal action movie sequence where this guy's like, I was terrified, I opened fire in a car full of dudes, blew up the gas tank. Yeah, Two of them died immediately, two of them squealed like pigs when they roasted.
1: The best he's like, the forensic team told me that they he I shot the the gas tank which is like a notorious movie trope that's been happening for 50 years The like and we just car randomly nine, explodes where yeah the car oh shit that we didn't even talk about meteorite that right
0: <laughs> level blazes <laughs> out in a flame of, of a blaze of absolute insanity so i mean yeah i, I love that he, that like this opens with the guy describing something cool and, and action-y.
1: Been, so here's it like i'm on the other side of that a lot where like uh the edge of tomorrow is an example that's right that's the tom cruise movie that with uh, Emily Blunt? Yeah. Yeah. Where, like, the opening montage is, like, just describes a bunch of cool shit. And I'm like, wait, why didn't you just show me the cool shit? Because this is, like, that's what that movie is. But this is almost... not Like, if we thought the last one was sort of, like, a slow, moody gangster movie, there's actually scenes of violence. There's scenes of people getting tortured and beat up. This has, like... This is one of the slowest things. So, I like that we are given the like footnotes of an exciting moment to start the movie and that's maybe the most exciting sequence in the film in some ways
0: well and then also you go back to like frank with his mad max poster and his white zombie blasting it's like another yeah. example of like these poor sad I, I say poor i'm not i don't i feel very little empathy for these dudes because I they're making po- a lot yeah. of choices that
1: just in a subjective just like right i'm like, sorry the objective just like these are these are hollow men right and, yeah.
0: and and it's just like you know poor tawny being told another story about like you'll turn some corner and then being a horrible villainous brute will be easy for you and you'll be okay yeah and and this movie it seems like he starts to want to turn that corner and then in a very mike nichols the graduate indebted ending you know what i mean fleeing in a bus from someone in a wedding i mean I, i'm, I'm, I'm just reaching a little bit here but like
1: no i mean it's a similar like it's especially after the last one which was so cold and like so pessimistic this is like almost a joyful ending especially yeah. comparing it to the first one
0: well i mean when i was watching i was like you know and, and, and again this, you know like with pusher one plot wise it's a little hard to synopsize the plot It just sort of once again yeah shit ass gangster gets into a series of stupid meaningless interactions all governed by an exchange of money and drugs but this time, his dad is essentially the, the villain, and his dad hates him. And his dad's like, "You can prove to me you're cool and murder my my the mother of my son, who I love more, my other son, who I love more than
1: you, who is apparently trips on the stairs."
0: Right? Um, he's got to be careful on those stairs. Uh, and and uh, fucking Tony comes back, and it's like, "I ah, couldn't do it." Couldn't do it. And his dad's like, I fucking hate you.
1: Slaps him around. So he murders his dad with a
0: screwdriver like we've all thought about. Uh, We've all thought about it. That was a good scene.
1: We've all thought about it. I mean, especially just over and over and over and over. I was thinking if you stab someone that many times in the same place, would you just eventually like just go through it? Like create a little hole? Like there's no skin there anymore.
0: Yeah. I think it becomes a larger hole. Yeah, Yeah. So
1: he just like made a giant hole in his dad and not in a cool way. What's the cool way? Not in a fun way. What's the fun way? Oh, I don't know. Maybe anal sex. But I guess the The cool,
0: fun way to make a hole in your dad.
1: I mean, the hole's already there. But you do make it a little bigger. (sighs) Gape your dad.
0: (sighs) Anyways, after killing his father, he goes back to the coke party he ruined earlier by choking out his baby mama and steals their son and escapes on a bus without food or diapers or a place to go or money or any, any of those things uh, but he's got a son and that's all he needs
1: yeah, they look similar
0: well they're they're both very danish looking
1: very bald yeah yeah they both have respect tattoos on the back of their heads
0: I mean like father like son I think yeah. that's reasonable but I did
1: like the shot of the, the baby sitting on they're both like taking a little nap on the bus together that was lovely it's a cool baby well it just, it's just well funny because like
0: he looks this is eight years after the first one and he still has this like weird Mads has this like sad childish brokenness about him that he plays really well and it gets funny that he, he gets like cast as a villain so often in America because he's you know European
1: mm. But like, in this is so
0: vulnerable and, and so sad and it's, it's, it's a powerful movie.
1: I think, I think you sort of, I mean, very superficially you nailed that when everyone looks like Mads, he no longer is just like automatically the villain because everyone is a bald brute in this movie. Except
0: for his dad who has an amazing (laughs) head of hair on him.
1: (laughs) It's a, it's a very good hair helmet. Yes. It's an incredible hair helmet. Oh my God. I love it. Yeah. Uh, But I think this movie is a very cool continuation, not only of Refn, but of the first one. I think this is like, you know, we've, we've done a bunch of these. We've done like 30 franchises. And this is a rare franchise which jumps to a character that exists, but decides to tell a very different story and doesn't decide to franchise the story like the plot or keep anything really going it's just like a totally new movie i think that's what mike was worried about in after watching the first one it's like i don't like this is a movie i don't need more of this and i think rafin just was like i like drug deals gone wrong so i'll make this another pusher movie but it really didn't matter This like this doesn't really fall into place
0: well i mean also like it, it fits into his larger worldview in so many other ways that i think he just this is like a space he can inhabit yeah you know, and again, like we were looking at his filmography, this is still years before Valhalla Rising, years before Drive. Yeah, it's kind of wild that, that where this comes in his filmography because he's basically this is still in his dark ages compared to. What
1: yeah, he's known I think for Bronson's now. probably and his that's first, 2008, right? Yeah, right. So yeah, so I think that's probably his first visibility outside of a like in a larger way was Bronson. I remember the people being pretty excited for that one.
0: Yeah, it's funny. I like Bronson, but it's this is so much more direct. Like not like him not doing a period piece, and like obviously he's been embraced in his full Hollywood era of like, which will his version of that. Like you know. uh, he, his love of archetypes certainly LA is just looms over drive so dramatically and he, he clearly
1: Yeah, and Neon Demon too. Right,
0: just frothing at the mouth to do his like, LA his movies and his shows and his show in LA, yeah. And then you know obviously Only God Forgives is is, you know, set in a tropical against that's completely foreign to his upbringing in Copenhagen or whatever. But like there's there's a weird personality to these movies that is so intimate and like just this idea that somewhere in the world at all times they're just like coked up lunatics doing crazy shit you know stripper at the wedding party and you know just that was a great scene that's a great too. scene
1: yeah it's like a, a stripper at a wedding uh with a candle just cover, like doing weird like kinky sex acts just at well, a wedding
0: she sort was of. mostly just dripping uh, wax on her
1: yeah well like humping a dude's leg
0: that's i don't think that's the craziest thing
1: no no i'm just saying but like i feel like it's only in a rough movie that he'd be like Yes, I want this like a typical stripper like melting wax on her. Yeah, know, it, yeah, it, yeah. It's
0: it, certainly part and parcel with his uh yeah, highly it's, aesthetified. I mean
1: that's like a pain kink thing. I mean it's not very painful, but I know most, but you say like doing crazy norm- sex
0: acts, I think people are gonna think you're talking about. I didn't about say something.
1: crazy, I said kinky. Okay. It's Fair a kink. Enough. That is a kink. That's true. I, I would say most most norms don't.
0: And we don't kink shame on this podcast. We don't. Yeah. No.
1: We norm shame if anything.
0: Yeah, Normos. Normos. Get the fuck out of here!
1: Yeah, get some, if you don't come back covered in wax, get the fuck Stay out.
0: Of out. I wanted an update on uh, what what uh, Milo's been baking lately. Honestly, <sighs> I thought like you could catch up with Tani and tell oh like, Tani. God. Guess what?
1: I got a new recipe. Doing fritters. Fritters, you think? You're doing like corn now. fritters or apple fritters. Apple fritters. Yeah, he's a sweet guy.
0: I will flip the fuck out for a good apple fritter.
1: A fritter is just like a pancake done bubbly, right?
0: no what the fuck a fritter is a pancake done bubbly but
1: it's like you make it like a pancake right no what is a fritter
0: a fritter is like a yeasty dense yeasty
1: yeah oh okay i think so i don't know
0: maybe maybe a, yeah, like a you bo- give... do you ever have popovers you're a main boy mm-hmm.
1: yeah i grew up with popovers. those are like muffins yeah but
0: eggy you fill them right. with peas fill with peas what you'd savory popovers
1: yeah that's what we used to do huh we used to fill them with peas
0: peas well i'd have them just with, like butter or something or like right
1: butter. but we would have them with like peas and carrots and then you could stuff it yourself wow at the table
0: a lot of wow. stuffing in the hobbies family you think so yeah
1: yeah the family hobby the hobby family
0: yeah huh so i mean yeah i mean this, this it's 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 funny how this is so much more like a traditional movie in other ways where, like there is a heist in this
1: yeah, which is like so drive, like sort of boringly done, like a drive heist. Everyone, I was like, the, I remember hearing people talk about drive being like, oh, it's like a, there's going to be like car chases and heists. And there's almost none of those things. And this is Reffen's sort of, this is a car heist, but all they do is like put light, like You spend so much time watching them put license plates on. And then the big action is someone you randomly runs into their car.
0: Yeah, and I I don't want to like just generally uh, project politics onto movies, but like there is this concept of like money hangs over every single relationship in this movie and in Pusher, yeah, to the point where the father telling the son, "Well, now you owe me," etc. You know, it's like you know it's so brutal so like even to take like the sexy flash of a car heist and have that be this like formulaic business-like exchange that's not terribly suspenseful or cool and yeah like a random driver manages to be the one it's boring it's flat
1: it's very boring and 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 the
0: the way that money has flattened out everything in this world that that the push reverse is in have we called it the push reverse officially
1: that's what it's called yeah okay just checking i don't know if we've called it that
0: the Pusherverse, baby.
1: You want to call it the Pusherverse? It's cool to call it that. Okay. We're calling it the Pusherverse.
0: Yeah. Or the Verse.
1: I think that's... I mean, we don't know if he's in the third Have you seen one. the third one? Of course. Oh, my God. There's I know such if such he's a in a voracious
0: it. movie hound over here. Yeah. I hope the third one's just Pusher 3 colon Milo time. All Milo, all the time.
1: I'm not going to give any hints. I hope it's true. That would be very good. I've Milo it, is a yeah. breath of fresh air in this movie
0: oh my god we we are all happy to see Milo
1: so what I liked about this one was that you're talking about money and if I were to dock any points off of the first one it's how much time is spent talking about money which I really like but <laughs> it is especially reading subtitles like just constantly reading numbers was noticeable and I like that this one ditches that it's still present as you said like money still dictates everyone's relationships to each other's but here, the deal gone wrong is uh, a character named The Cunt. Yeah, thinks, which is <laughs> uh, just great stuff. Thinks the the cops come and he flushes all the coke down the toilet and it turns out it's just another buddy who brings them lunch. And like, that's it. It's just a total fuck up. It isn't the cops come. It isn't a setup. It isn't anything other than uh, Tony and The Cunt just being total losers, which is great. They yeah. are.
0: And like it's it's like Tani just shouldn't get mixed up with this fucking guy. Like it's just it's just an obvious thing not to do. Yeah, and no one made him do it. Like you know, whatever sympathy you may have for him because he's Mads Mickelson or something. It's like no, like this guy's stupid. He does not think these things out. He makes bad decisions. He
1: decides to get shot in the arm.
0: We, the does.
1: Yeah, he yeah. he's like, uh, I lost all the coke, so Mads, why don't you shoot my arm and we'll just pretend it's uh, the Pakistanis in the neighborhood.
0: So many of the, it's, the it says in the trivia section that many of the cast are just actual criminals.
1: Yeah, that which seems great. which cool that he's still doing that. I think that's a very reasonable thing to do in making a movie like this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is also shot chronologically, which makes sense.
1: Huh, that's interesting. This one doesn't. I feel like the first one had a much more of a never-ending. You know, when you like, you know, this is a noise musician. Like, if you turn on some effect and just let it loop and build. Like I don't, you know, if you graph out most stories, there's an arc to it. Pusher One just felt like this linear progression that just stops at the end.
0: Yeah, the heat gets turned up more and more and more on Frank until he's just completely fucked.
1: This felt like almost a flat line in a lot of ways. So like, well, the, it,
0: I, I would I would argue it's more like it meanders in my mind. Yeah, like there's the little thing bumps. Is when they introduce the kid, you're like, okay, this is going to be all about him developing a relationship with his son or something, and it is sort of that yeah in an incredibly circuitous route where when it brushes up on that theme especially you know him stealing his son away from his mother after killing his father where clearly it's like you know what kind of son am i what kind of father am i yeah like you know we we see that carry it's pretty powerful to watch him non-verbally communicate all of that no one talks about his son Basically. There's
1: there's a w- amazing scene where he <laughs> changes a diaper yeah and during that scene he's like oh by the way my mom is dead yeah to his friend and he's like oh shit that sucks when did that happen and he's like well wow, i did a great job changing this diaper i'm awesome and that's the end of the scene and it's like you have this really sad story about a man who's completely separated from his parents while at the same time he is useless at everything except magically for taking care of his son
0: well because well, earlier that's also a callback is earlier in the film he steals a ferrari and brings it back to his dad to show off to his dad his dad's like you idiot you can't just steal a fucking ferrari we're not going to be able to do anything with this get the fuck out of here but before that he's like i'm fucking cool i'm the best yeah and daddy's like no you're not the best you're not the best Vold-
1: um, voldemort's the best
0: that's was how it? evil his daddy was. No, no. What's his son's name? Oh, oh, Valda. You're right. It is like Voldemort. I don't fucking care. Maybe it is Voldemort. It's Voldemort. I
1: looked it up. It's you looked it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah, his son's name is Voldemort. Wow. Well, um, maybe he should not be named that. So, Raffin
0: made this and the sequel, which came out the next year, just to recoup losses on Fear X.
1: Yeah, Fear X was which that's I've never so, seen. That's sort of what I was thinking. Like to have a movie because it went Fear X to pusher two and there's like a three year gap
0: 2003 is Furex, 2004 is pusher Two. Pusher oh, okay three is 2005 so his company Django star went bankrupt after fear x bombed.
1: which is john totoro playing a uh mall security guard who's obsessively trying to find the murderer of his wife or something i have never seen it that using, sounds crazy uh, like footage it's a great uh paul blart Mall cop uh, double feature. Did you
0: ever see the Seth Rogen one where he plays the mall cop who's like schizophrenic or something? No, I remember it was like was it "Stand and Deliver." No, that's that's an inspiring movie about education. I think <laughs> and poetry. I can't remember what it's called, huh. but there was like a weird Seth Rogen like weird violent mall. Cop I
1: uh, I rewatched Superbad. Amy had never seen Superbad. Oh my god! So we popped that on last night.
0: It's. It's a classic. Holds up. It's a fantastic movie.
1: Seth Rogen, uh, and what's his name play? The
0: Great Bill Hader.
1: The Greatest Cops.
0: So did you recognize... So last movie, we were talking about the soundtrack. We hear freaking white zombie. We hear freaking other stuff. This movie, Refn goes, no. No, I want just... Real just underground <laughs> music is what the exact quote here. So he, people, sent in, uh, people sent in over 600 samples of music Amazing. for him and his music uh, guide to, to pick through.
1: And it feels more refn like especially yeah. after... You know, going through his drive and now is like his T V show which is either uh just no like just uh whatever it's called. They just I don't what, what Incidental
0: noise or no, it's that style of music where it's just
1: uh diegetic? No, no, it's a style it's a style of music that's it's a style oh synth
0: well, like synth
1: I guess it's just it's synth synth music. Baby. Yeah, or um he plays a lot of dub in that show too. Um people loved this critically. Which is cool. That is cool. I love that people like these movies because they're not, they they're not accessible. Yeah, they are slow and boring, especially by American. I mean, is this did this get a, a wide release in a, in the states? Like, how did he recoup money on something? I like I have this? no clue. It's very strange. Do you, to you have me. any I mean, budget numbers? Was,
0: it looks like the Times did a full review of the series. I think that's what happened. Six.
1: Yeah, I think this got more of a. Uh, retrospective all as a series release eventually but do you have some budget numbers for i'm trying to find num- a yeah. little information about it it. Probably made like i mean 10, i'll say this like i'm Kroner. seeing reviews
0: in variety and in the guardians i mean like this this clearly but, well, was from what years because 2005 oh, this i mean oh wow you know.
1: okay sometimes they do like you know oh this is now showing as part of a film series because Reffin is big but i don't think Reffin was all that big at that point he'd made Bleeder and Pusher. And by and the way, the, the name of
0: the uh, the music performed for the movie by the sound guy is by the Bleeder group, which is super cool. That's what they call the band. I've recorded. only seen
1: Bleeder once, but it's in more intense, I think, than Pusher even.
0: I mean, I believe it. You're, you've really uh, convinced me that I need to do a, a longer rewatch of his early stuff. This is the best Raffin thing I've ever seen.
1: I think you're going to love 3. I'm very excited. Uh, I, think, I remember 3 blowing my mind.
0: I want to see Only God Forgives Again.
1: We saw that together I think I've seen the, it three times now because the
0: first time I was like I don't think I like this you movie. hated it the second it. right yeah. the second time I was like okay I get what's going on here and I think it'd be interesting to see it now and well, see how I feel uh,
1: one thing that this also starts introducing more is shots of fists which becomes a, a just a constant visual theme in all of his movies
0: well just like hands there's all this he's so fascinated by the most basic elements of human life like greed anger jealousy and like you know, yeah, just something as rudimentary as hands. And, you know, Frank almost gets his fingers chopped off in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's something to be said for in this movie, he kills his father, like the most brutal, you know, grabbing a screwdriver and stabbing him. There's something elegant or cool or, or mysterious about that. It's just brutal. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he, he loves working with the raw material of like male misery. Yeah. which I, I, I And mean, this is one of his better... I think the thing with with only God forgives is that you don't really have the chi- like the the role of the child in this being used so artfully and in a way that is
1: it's rare anti
0: schmaltz a zero percent schmaltz in this in this portrayal of like fatherhood yeah. it is scary to see this kid in these situations and it raises nothing but pretty intense questions about what's going to happen to the kid
1: yeah um, I, it's true for a movie this loaded with father and mother and son issues it's like it doesn't come across that way at all i think he sort of amps that up a little bit and only god forgives with the mother stuff
0: yeah that i mean that movie is just that he's swinging for the fences every choice in that movie and i guess what i'm saying is i like this better because it's so subtle compared to that and it's insane to call pusher too subtle like but like thematically it's subtle
1: yeah, and I sort of admire what he's doing these days, which is really just pushing everything to an extent that it's so exaggerated that it hits differently. Well, the TV
0: show is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. We're That's we're If you thought Only God Forgives was not a crowd pleaser, the TV show is way less likable than Only God Forgives. Now, my question is, in Pusher 3, do people do Coke every other sentence or every other word? Yeah. Just, does the cocaine consumption just grow exponentially?
1: I don't know. I'd have to look at a graph. Yeah, someone else made you it. You got to. You
0: always make those clever little graphs. For
1: Maybe us. I'll go through and find every snort.
0: Yeah, make a sample reel of all the the Danish snorting. I just I like that. Question. He he knows like how people look at like you know Danish culture, like Copenhagen or like yeah. He knows people think of like look. I'm probably getting. I'm probably thinking of Holland or whatever. You know,
1: like duck, no, like, I fucking, you think you're thinking of Copenhagen. That's I mean, what are you thinking? Of? Well,
0: I, I read a quote about, I was going to say like uh, the wooden clogs. That's definitely Holland. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Below, I misspoke. Below. Yeah, I was really deep. off, yes. Yeah. Um, there was some weird quote he gave that's very rough and where he's like, in our little socialist commune, everyone is very well behaved, but some people are not. <laughs> or like, you know, just like his obsession with the people who opt into this lifestyle. Because because there's a, a, a I mean, a lesser, you know, gap living in the feudal state of America where there's unbelie- there's chasms between the wealthiest and the poorest in this country that are so extreme, it's insane. Yeah. And I think he's saying, like, it's even weirder than in a, in a situation that, I guess, it, at the time when he was talking about this, he was like, it, it's so much more of a choice to be involved in this in Copenhagen than, say, New York or something.
1: Right. That's true. Yeah. I know everyone who thinks about Copenhagen just thinks of, like, bike lanes and bone soup.
0: Yeah, we all love the, the rattling of the bone soup.
1: It's a, it's a we bar- get the rattle of the bones. Well, it probably... boiling pl- pl- of the pot. Oh, it plays off of the, the rattling of the bags that they use for all their drug deals in Copenhagen. Well, the crinkling is back, baby. Oh.
0: The crinkling is back hardcore.
1: Way fewer drug deals, but the same amount of crinkling per deal. And which leads us to the Maybe most important more.
0: thing in the entire movie. We have to talk about the bathroom in that hotel room. So so they go... The contentani are
1: selling... No they're, no, no, they're buying heroin
0: from our friend Milo, who we love.
1: Milo's learned a lesson because in one he gives away the drugs, expecting to be paid later. But in this one, Milo's like, "You give me that money up front, and then I'll give you your skag.
0: Right, and so. you know the so cunt good. is mad because the cunt wanted coke and it's heroin. And then there's a knock on the door, but but before all, before all, of, before this, all of that, the cunt. Uh, there's th- th- one of the best parts of these movies are just like the constant. Uh, bald-faced lying like the truly just like this most idiotic amount of like basic level lying that these people do to each other for like all the time like no reason there's any oh, pusher one i cracked up no one else is laughing but like you know when the swede wants to buy the heroin and he's like oh, i don't know two or three days man i don't know Then it's like they agreed to like the number. Yeah, you did like, laugh i was uh, like oh, 20 I want, minutes
1: i wanted to ask you why you found that funny
0: because because he's just lying out of his ass this entire subculture is just like oh my god you want that? Oh, it's going to take a while. It's going to be really hard. I don't know. Then like, they settle things like, ah, give me 20 minutes. <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah. I thought that was great. And then in this movie, you know, they, they're, of course, believe it or not, doing cocaine before the drug deal. <laughs> uh, I think there's cocaine use in 90% of the scenes in this movie. I'm going to
1: talk about a scene right after this, okay. but, this but it relates. But he's
0: like, any more coke? And the like, nope, we're all out. And it goes to pretend to shit and just like... Start snorting more coke by himself
1: in a bathroom in a bathroom with with
0: glass walls,
1: glass walls,
0: glass walls. Now, there is what looks like a chest height, like frosted frosted. glass, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can't stress enough, it's just like a hotel room with look in America where we're decent. You want a glass walled shower? Sure, whatever. I don't even want one of those. No, if I'm in the shower, I want to be alone.
1: Yeah, I would, I would prefer to shower in a, a, uh, what do you get buried in? A coffin? Yeah, a co- one of those. You want rather, a coffin shower? If if it's the choice between a glass-doored shower and a coffin shower, I'm taking the coffin shower hey, as fuck an fuck squad,
0: sound off in the comments. If I'm, I'm an American, I'm not fucking, Thank no you. one's seeing
1: my penis. Thank you. Unless, not no one.
0: Hey, we kind of see Matt's penis a little bit. That's the scene I
1: want to talk about. We'll get to that next. Yeah.
0: Anyways, long story short, it is depraved beyond belief that the most normal part of the drug deal to those people is that the bathroom has glass walls in the hotel. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> and look, I love, Allie, my, my, my wife, my partner, my best friend. You better. I've peed in front of her. That yeah. happens. I, the whole point of a bathroom is that you can poop and pee. That's poop the whole and, premise.
1: Not poop and pee, but poop and peace.
0: Well, it's the both, really. Yeah. It's a poop and pee. But Those also, like, sort of when I'm confusing. pooping, I very much would like to pretend that I'm in Antarctica, far from the world, all the troubles of the world. Mm. They can't bother me while I'm on that mm. ceramic throne.
1: So do you turn the like, the like the heat all the way down? So you're cold and there? I turn
0: on the AC.
1: So, and you close your eyes and, and you're like, close my, like, Penguins, mm, the thing.
0: Freaking polar bear. Mm. No, so like the idea that like someone could just like take a shit, even with a loved one, in a glass box is just insane.
1: And this isn't like. When we're talking a shower door where it's. What, I don't even know what technique that is to make it so you can't see through it, but. This is like they make
0: the glass all wobbly and wiggly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, I guess wiggly, that's the wobbly, technique. Wobbly, so the wobbly. It wiggles, it wobbles. It's Very hard to see.
1: This is ends. just like ch- hip height frosted. So no, no,
0: no. It's it's like chest height, but that's still not but still
1: enough. like you walk up to it, you're just looking down at a man shitting. I can't. I cannot like stress enough no... in this
0: movie about violent murder, endless cocaine use, heroin deals prostitution mads can't get hard the, the one real thing that really upset me was the european thing of pooping in a glass box and maybe
1: they bought like the sex room because maybe it's like a hotel
0: that's very generous
1: so i'm just like maybe the that's... last
0: thing i want to do around sex no, is no, watch no, someone take a shit i'm or saying watch taking a shit
1: you get that room knowing you've already shit yourself not in your pants But you've already shit No shed. that's
0: crazy So what they're telling you that there's an asterisk On the fucking menu Of yeah. rooms Or like by the do way Do not this shit is in this The one. shit
1: box rooms
0: I'm saying imagine You're on vacation With your family Okay <laughs> And you're <laughs> that's like what I'm saying This got to be a
1: fuck room It's
0: insane like, w- w- Or also, a European when you're a kid On vacation with your family Staying in a hotel The only place you get to be alone Is taking a shit basically
1: Not in Europe Not in Europe
0: Nope Are you kidding me In Paris what, what if some, you know, some people like to masturbate In the bathroom I do I have in my life. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not too bold or too proud of a man to admit it. It's happened, but like you, you're doing it in a glass box next to your loved ones.
1: No, that's you, crazy. You're just not doing it. You're not like what? Are you a compulsive masturbator? Like no, I'm. I'm trying to put myself coke? in the
0: mindset of someone who's got a hotel room, hoping that it comes with all the amenities.
1: I think the thing is, it's a hotel room. I think that's what you're missing. This is not where you live. You know. I
0: know no one lives there. I'm not stupid.
1: I know, but so like when you go stay at it a hotel, should be a
0: refuge away from the rest of the world. That's what hotels it are for. Is. It's not if there's a glass box the
1: only option for you to shit in. That's crazy. You could go in. The, no, in the, even the shower didn't have walls.
0: That's all right? fucked up. I just hate it. I never. Am gonna, I'm never going to go to that I hotel. I think this is. I think I they, refuse categorically. In
1: Europe, they let you just like shit by your car while it's parked in a parking garage.
0: I don't think that's true.
1: No they do I don't think that's true They do I don't think that's true Maybe there's an age cut off I don't think that's true No they just let I don't think that's true They do I don't think that's true They let children
0: Don't think that's true They let children
1: Just piss and shit in Next to the cars
0: They don't do that They should piss and shit On cars the franchise We hate that
1: I mean we like the shitting And the pissing on it we well, I'm saying I support
0: it. the degradation of it because yeah. it's a horrible thing. Here's the thing. I'm reading a big book about the CIA right now. Still, Yeah, it's really ruining I, my summer. It's the worst. We, like well, America. it's raining
1: today, so at least oh, there's it's nothing not even better. Raining.
0: I was so excited for a rainy day movie fest. And now we're just like huddled inside. On it's sort of hot. Most, it's hot. I'm sweating. We're going
1: outside right after this.
0: I know. We, we can walk. Oh, we'll walk to the liquor store.
1: I love it. Yeah,
0: because we have to get drinks for... We have an after party.
1: It's People. A little secret life update. We're going to people
0: a... a little secret life
1: update. We're going to a party.
0: Well, you, you, the thing is, you get to have a special vegan meal.
1: I know you're out for number. free.
0: Fuck you, for Fuck. free. That's cool. I'm gonna get ox blood beer. Oh. It's beer made from ox's blood.
1: I got a uh, an interesting question at work the other day about whether we use any animal products in the making of our beer, and I had never really thought about it. So I did some research. Tick, tick. Uh, for the can-
0: fans Fans that's for you Follow us on Patreon $5 a month
1: Yeah um, They used to use blood To like To to filter beer And wine They still do They use blood Hell yeah Animal blood That's so sad Like our our beer Needs to get filtered out So I guess we'll just use blood Because we got so much of it That's the thing Is like They filter sugar with bones It's like Not that it's I mean it works But it's like They just have so much bone and blood Working as a As a cattle farmer our entire
0: culture of humanity is predicated on bones and blood. Yeah. It's a horrible world
1: we live in. It's terrible. It's not great. But, but at least know, we've got the Pusher films. We've got the Pusher films, and this is why I like this movie. So P- Pusher gets out of jail. Pusher.
0: <laughs> and then now it sounds like a 70s cop thing, like a death yeah. wish. He's Pusher. Jeff so, Pusher. So
1: Tawny, we start a off. cop
0: with no scruples.
1: N- no scruples whatsoever, this cop. Mr. Pusher. Jeff
0: Pusher. <laughs> Uh, he would get hard I'm like mad
1: So like gets... we were
0: talking about In the first movie About like I know you're gonna to go to this scene Yeah yeah but, like, This is the best We were talking scene. about like Just this like the sexless hell Of like Frank's relationship With Vic Where like He refuses to let her Get close to him In any way Down to They literally He talks about He admits they haven't had sex He alludes to To oral sex happening But it really seems like They just do drugs In different corners Of the same apartment <laughs> Quietly he occasionally yes. abuses her
1: Yeah so this is this is an, an, another lovely continuation of that where he's out of jail, the guy like he steals the this is the Ferrari right after the Ferrari scene I think maybe not no 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 this he is like goes, he just gets he goes there, to his dad just gets hired by his store, dad yeah
0: car shop to be like I need a job and and uh yeah
1: and his dad or his friends like oh, wow, you probably want to get a blowjob. And he's like, yes, I do. I
0: definitely want a blowjob. Now, hold on. In the first movie, Tommy famously says it requires four Four women women. to suck his dick because it's so big.
1: Yeah. And that's him, him just
0: dudes being dudes in the car with
1: Frank. Maybe more lies? You think that was a lie?
0: Well, I would say this movie...
1: What if he's a grower?
0: Well, the problem in this movie is he's not.
1: I know, but we still don't know. Maybe it's true that in his days the, that of could impregnating if he someone. Could, if he
0: could be if he could achieve an erection, maybe his penis indeed would be large. But in this movie, Mads enlists the aid of two sex workers, but can't quite seem mm. to make it happen.
1: But I love the cut. It cuts from him being like, Yes, I need a blowjob to him standing in front of a television while on the TV there's horn of someone getting a blowjob while he's furiously shaking his dick at it
0: right and then he we see his uh, his beautiful buns
1: oh he's got a good ass he's
0: got a great ass mads mazel Tov,
1: wow it's better stuff. what's the Night rider was like our go-to man bun uh
0: you, ed harris is what you, yeah yeah, yeah night riders yeah uh
1: mads you're beating harris in my book
0: imagine a movie where mads and ed harris fought in the lake with swords Yes. That's all I've ever wanted.
1: That's so good. Just Naked,
0: cocks, cocks flopping, <sighs> Cox. buns in the sun. Can it
1: be called cocks flopping, buns in the sun?
0: I don't really know if that's going to... I think we want to market this towards like a classier... Well,
1: rabbit. we could market it and it'd be about like roosters and rabbits. Okay. we say it's about roosters so yeah, and rabbits. So yeah,
0: let's dive into this. I mean, so he's, he's with so the yeah, prostitutes so he- and they're, they're sort of making fun of him. And he's like... Do sexy stuff. I don't know. And they're like, "Okay, Talks how about, about this?" He's like, "No, that's bad."
1: Stop saying "mommy." <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Which is again. But what
1: I what I really admire about this scene and Refn as just a filmmaker in general is that he like um, this probably would be would not be in most people's movies, and if it were, it would be like maybe a minute. This is like a six minute sequence where he like the end of it is him rubbing cocaine on his dick, hoping to make his dick hard. Yeah. And then like it's, it's just an it's endless sequence of just the most embarrassing. Just silly shit that just shows over and they, over they again. Call
0: it, they call it a hobbit dick at one point? Yeah, they call it a little hobbit that's, dick. That's hard to take. I I'll would say, right though,
1: that, that hobbits have big dicks. That's my okay. theory.
0: Well, there's an entire Fan quadrant fic, of the yeah. internet that you right, can I'll dive into if you want to learn there. more about that. Um, well, you I know, I, I love people. it because you think about, like, I mean, you think about Drive and Casey, uh, Carrie Mulligan,
1: I always forget. I think it's Carrie. Carrie
0: Mulligan and Gosling's. Their relationship is like chased. They like
1: that's that's Reffin's way, right? Because it only works if it's sexless,
0: right? Like like they only work as weird archetypal. Her as a mother and him as a protective. Like there is no adult, mature, developed relationship in any of his movies. Like people are either committing acts of, like violence is the only currency and again this movie the fact that his horrible father leverages violence against a woman as the ultimate currency over actual money right it's, you know? it's priceless G- go murder this woman for me and that's we, your debts are forgiven yeah you know what i mean so like Reffin's commentary on masculinity and 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 male culture is so brutal and so on the nose it's on the nose you know? and again it. like you know these are you wonder where it's like if these guys weren't living in like deeply homophobic environments, you know, what would that be like, you know, but instead all they do is to channel their all of their rage at their own isolation, which is self-perpetuated against the women around them who have basically expect nothing from the men in their lives because they're like just Ugh. awful.
1: Right, and, and you know, there's this big thing about the paternity test, and I think, again, to sort of make, make up a hypothetical movie, but if a more Hollywood version of this, like the test would have happened he either would have found out that he was the father and that would have sparked some story or he found out he wasn't the father and it would have gone somewhere else but he just never gets the test
0: he doesn't get the test cuz he doesn't wouldn't he's a piece care. Of shit. right exactly. but also like it doesn't matter
1: Yeah, like, that's... the
0: question isn't and this is and that's also so awesome to me because you know you, you look at Terrible franchises like Harry Potter and 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 Star Wars, where it relentlessly comes down to this obsession <laughs> with genetic <Yeah>. specificity, <laughs> right? And like lineages or whatever. Uh, it doesn't fucking matter if he's actually the kid's biological father. That's not the fucking point. In of the, the movie. same
1: way that it doesn't really matter that um, Tawny is his is the Duke's son.
0: Yeah, it means nothing in this world. Nothing.
1: No, it, especially where men are like his Voldemort is like. 20 years younger than tawny it's Wait, like yeah it doesn't matter who your dad is he'll go fuck anyone
0: it, it occurs to me that like only what only god forgives is that like he the the where's it said again thailand thailand yeah. like the, the thai the cormac mccarthy-esque thai police official basically is like the ultimate god of male violence that ryan gosling mm. wants to have the honor of being
1: beaten up by yeah killed like mutilated. he's like
0: i want to i'm gonna like you know lie at the altar of the ultimate vision of like an, an uncaring objective uh, like an objectively morally pure father figure just to kill me because i know and that i'm unclean
1: a badass like karaoke yeah kills a karaoke oh that's i if my dad were the the greatest swordsman and karaoke master i would be so happy
0: yeah that guy seems like a great dad that's yeah, my takeaway from only god forgives cut my arms Bunch off of, dad yeah. please the things that only god forgives i always come back to the one line in that movie which is like <laughs> the only line yeah. well basically i think that of any major substance that sums up the entire movie is uh you know, like talking to the mom like your son raped and killed a 14 year old so girl and she goes i'm sure he had his reasons yeah
1: She's just, she's she's like, amazing.
0: For me, with that movie, it was like a before and after moment where it's like, holy shit! Like, where, this is. But it's funny because she like, talks
1: about her like that same son's cock all the time too. It's such a wild movie. I think
0: it's weird to go back to these movies that just feel yes. so much quainter. Yes,
1: I think that's what he realizes that he really likes these movies about families, and it's been very subdued in in these first two. Especially Pusher isn't really too much about it, but this one, like dead mom, overbearing father. Well, the, uh, the
0: dead mom revelation, where he's going, yeah. he has this like, you know, pathetic gift wrapped bottle of wine or something. He's going to go see his mom, and yeah. he rings her apartment, and a stranger picks up, and essentially tells him, "Oh no, the woman who used to live here is dead." Yeah, and like, he doesn't bring it up with his father. You can tell there is like a moment at one point where he sort of almost wants to bring it up with the dude, mm-hmm. his dad. But yeah, does not.
1: But I, I think what he ref and realizes that uh, you can exaggerate. Like at that point, you can go quiet and it works, or he seems to just want to like blow it up like have the most out of control f- figures of motherhood and fatherhood no longer like he was almost there in this one. I think the father was getting to the point of being maybe more of a mythological father. Yeah, he's yeah, still well, real, but like yeah almost to the point where he's like the mother in only God forgives. And I, it's not a jump to get there. I think they're very different styles of acting, very different styles of writing, but they're just two sides of the same coin for Refn. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And again, there's something that I love about these movies where, like, you think about like a Danny Boyle or something, right? Or, like, I know. Trainspotting, Trainspotting like, was so right, in my mind after where, both like, of
1: these movies.
0: Th- these people live in weird squalor, but it's not like the fucking worst, most nightmare. Like, it's it's not a cartoon. Like, you know, I like
1: Trainspotting too, but like that's the pushing. We're talking a lot of pushing, like exaggerating, Push, dude. Do, do, the like do, Tommy do, character. Do, 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 no, we're not do, doing do, that do, this time. Do, do, do. You- push it, push it. Okay, I guess we just did it.
0: Why didn't he use that for both movies?
1: They're gonna, I'm not, I'm, I told you I wouldn't give anything away, but it's going to be in three.
0: If three opens with push it, I'm going to fucking lose my mind.
1: <laughs> well, those movies are called pusher, Or not push it.
0: It's the same verb. Oh, but
1: that, that's ridiculous.
0: Shut up. No, but like, you, you know, everything that's happening is is also banal and boring and just normal. Like, it's just like the sheer, like what I noticed, like in the scene where, you know, the mom and, and uh, his friend's wife are like smoking weed with the baby next to them in the kitchen. Like their floors are nice. It's like a normal apartment. Like like there's like a, like a weird, that level of, of uh, that aesthetic of this just happening in these, like, again, the final confrontation with his dad, his dad's just like a fucking asshole. He's not like this thunderous, incredible, deity yeah. he's just like a shitty asshole who's like a dick take him down
1: yeah yeah i, I sort of maybe i don't want to you know talk shit on mike while he's not here um but sort of to go with what you're saying about i
0: want to just let the record show mike if you're listening i was doing a very surprised face he was very I'm shocked that charles is bringing the hammer down
1: i'm not I'm the the show, is, it's not Michael, really boop, good
0: who lives at boop,
1: boop, i didn't know that Jesus. We're, wait, what? <laughs> okay. We're Juices. going there later. Juices? Juices. Oh, okay. Yeah. Juices. Uh, he was talking about he like liked the hangouts. And I think to go off of what you're saying, what I sort of talked about last episode was like, I didn't really connect with their hangouts at all other than like-
0: I think what Mike was saying is that these movies convey the, the times I, where people exactly. are being intimate. It's very it's, meaningful because most of the time it's the lack of intimacy- that is stifling. Right, everyone. and
1: I think what to go not to talk shit on Mike, but to go off of what he was saying. You really framed it and said. I know, like and that's because like, I'm in my head. But you helped me figure this out. Is okay, that yeah. the spaces are very well constructed to just feel like real spaces? So it isn't that the hangouts are cool. It's that the hangouts seem like a place where people hang out, and I get why he would be connected to and that. And sometimes do cocaine. Sometimes have we, have we
0: mentioned the cocaine use in this movie.
1: Snort, 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 snort it up his yeah. nose he does so much coke in this movie yes like I don't know enough about coke I've never done it
0: all you have to know about coke is listen to Jerry Garcia sing in 1979 then listen to Jerry Garcia sing in 1984
1: is it all bloody um, so just blood everywhere yeah
0: famously just hydrants kill no. bill levels of just like <laughs> fire hoses of blood Nothing pouring there. out of his but does
1: it like destroy your septum
0: well it destroys your septum makes you talk funny makes you sing worse it's pretty bad Sounds bad. Not good.
1: I had a question for you. You might not know this, so don't get mad at me.
0: Okay.
1: But if you happen to know, I've always, every time I see coke in a movie, I'm like, how do they do the snorting?
0: It's not complicated.
1: How do they do it? Well,
0: I have not done cocaine, and I would never endorse anyone doing cocaine.
1: No, no, no. I'm, not, I'm saying in a movie world. Obviously, they're, I mean, maybe they're just all doing cocaine every time. Well, but.
0: there's a rumor. The trivia page for the first movie says that there's a rumor that they were doing real drugs on set. And they're like, we, are, we were not.
1: Of course not. Probably not. I mean, maybe one of them.
0: Maybe a couple times along the way. Look at Harry, by the way. Look at this angel boy.
1: Oh, he's so cute.
0: He's out like a damn. But
1: light. like, what did, did it, I wouldn't as an actor want to snort anything, even if it was just like okay, but non-coke. Charles,
0: actors do all kinds of unpleasant things in movies. But
1: so. You, so, do you think they actually snort just like baking powder up their I'm nose? I'm sure they
0: have something they can snort that's not that big of a deal. Wow. Yeah,
1: I was trying to figure it out. Like, lactose. Yeah, Could be that's lactose. not vegan, though. Well, I guess you can.
0: It's not, it's vegan to snort lactose. You're not eating it. You're snorting it. <laughs> I don't know, man. Okay, we're getting towards the end of the episode, and I need to go outside at some point today, or I'll kill all of us.
1: Just, there's just you and me, and so Harry. Just, No, I wouldn't kill Harry. you. would Not. I'll just don't, kill you. Don't shut. Shut the fuck. up. you'd never kill Harry. I
0: would. I, t- I said I wouldn't. Okay, Do you think I'm, you'd? I'm kill? sweating. Okay, okay. I'm sweating. Wow. We gotta leave soon. I must go outside. It was all supposed right. to be raining today. We have the window closed for an hour. MVP. MVP. This, this is, is really complicated. Very hard. It's a little. I mean. Let's just like say the obvious thing. Mads leaves it all on the court in this fucking movie. He is phenomenal on this.
1: Right. So that's a very clear. It's, it's pick.
0: extreme. The the I think objectively the MVP. Like we love to be cute. One of us needs to pick Mads as Tony because
1: you know we can both pick. I I'm That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like Milo almost it's, got it in it's the first nice one to see Milo, and in this one he's even less. It's just nice to see him. He's a right. nice to see moment. I think the dad isn't as big. I think the cunt. Certainly, yeah. I mean, like, the cunt is really um, like,
0: if, any, if anyone is viscerally horrible in these movies, and I think it's to just curt, sort of the
1: bring this conversation to a place because I think we're probably just going to both choose Tawny. The first one, this is such a different movie than the first one. This is such a like, this is about while the well Frank was our main character and the main desperate person, every other character had almost as much screen time as he did and a part to play here this feels very much like Tawny's story and he's surrounded by other people. And this is sort of like the beginning of Refn's era of this into Drive, into like all the movies after this really just feature one person and, and all these people around him that he just sort of hates.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's really fascinating. And, and, and there's be, because Refn truly is the master of anti-exposition, really, you know, in this movie, things happen. No one talks in any way that you could be confused for theatrical. It's awesome. Yeah, um, I think Mads puts in one of the best. I, I I love this guy, and he puts in one of the best performances I've ever seen. Yeah, he, he really sells this. this. Is we were tra- I was really moved by the end of this movie. Yeah, it's really about this broken, confused guy, re, like trying, trying to like figure out how to not be a shithead and at least can recognize like, oh, my dad's like one of the worst people, and, and de- my dad like broke me. So like, at least there's gonna be one less you know, of my dad of the world. Yeah. And, and then leaves being like, well, now I'm going to be a father. Like that's fascinating. Yeah. And, and, and I love that this yeah. is a
1: similar finish to the first one where the first, the last one ended with him knowing the consequences of his actions, but not going there. And this also in the same way as like this cuts where a lot of movies might have just finished their first act, you know? And I think he spends in both pusher one and pusher two so much time exploring the minutia of decision-making And we like the climax and the finales of his movies are all the points at which I think a lot of stories would then continue from, and we get to make those stories or thinking like that's what it leaves you with. Like, wow,
0: drive ultimately as a trolling effort is very funny how that sort of plays out. Well, this
1: I was thinking we were talking PTA the other day about how like there was Magnolia and Boogie Nights, and then he suddenly started making like much smaller movies, and I think if you're like pusher to me felt very much more like magnolia ask if we were to continue that and we're like if you see pusher two and it really is bronson about one dude drive about one dude uh you know the valhalla rising about like he just focuses for 10 years just on the one dude
0: and it's funny because like you know i i i the first thing I thought of with this concept is like Mad Men to me, a show that I it's my favorite television show where big spoiler everybody, after 7 years uh Pete Campbell, that character the character Pete Campbell learns that he she should he shouldn't cheat on his wife. Yeah. Like that's what he learns over almost a decade.
1: Does he learn how to act?
0: I love he's that performance is incredible.
1: Yeah, see? It's
0: it's great. That's that's that guy. Yeah. I They're mean, honestly,
1: it's sort of like what we're talking about with Reffins' moms and dads and stuff like it's like the exaggerated version of that guy,
0: right? But like, there are, there were, those dudes existed. The hyper wasps are very real; they're out there. That but sounds anyways.
1: like something after the pandemic. Yeah, after the, wow, hyper first COVID, wasp. now a hyper, hyper wasp? wasp. Jesus.
0: But no, man, I love that. Like, I, I like shows. I think that's why people get so tired of, like, the the irritating format of the MCU. A constant reference point in all of this It's just always like. And now the emotional turning point or right. something, where it's like, yes. oh, my God, like, OK, you know, and, and it, it's so baked into the cake that I, I, it's a little hack to complain about it because they're fucking. It's, right. It That's is what, what they are. Right. But to see a movie where it's like someone learns a hard fought truth in, in a slow, excruciating manner and makes one concrete decision based on that. And you think about your own life and it's like that really is that's what living is like. It takes a long time to understand anything. Totally. And it's nice to see a movie that like, like, just to go back to how funny this franchise is, we're talking about like a gangster franchise where nothing cool happens. Mm. We're talking about Raffin cashing in to make, I'll just make some more pushers because the other, you know, my, my <laughs> other, You're so funny my already shit didn't work out. I'll, I'll go back to making a moody, slow, boring gangster right. movies where nothing cool happens. Or the one cool thing is like a car heist where basically everything goes fine. Yeah, and it's like
1: And it's out of focus in the distance. And it's a like mild a two crash. minute scene, you know? Yeah, but I mean he does like this is the sort of saw it in the last one with the scene at the nightclub. He loves the, the neon lights or the L- the LED lights and this is like we're getting full in. Like he's bathed in red light in one scene for no real reason.
0: Yeah, there's well there's two scenes that are just bathed yeah, in actually in the, in the bar. both prostitution houses. We're supposed to
1: believe that a bar is just entirely bathed in red light. So yeah, he's he's playing with there's everything. Three yeah. Well, wow. And yeah. then there's like a green scene. Um, yeah, he's definitely but there's coming also, there's in also a funny thing
0: where it's like part of Reffin's thing that I'm picking up on is that like in any amount of lighting, it's still a scared little shithead who sucks. Yeah, you can you know right. That's why paint this so guy. Everyone want to paint him. He's not cooler. It's not because cool. the Lighting has changed. No, he's just sitting there like like a fucking lump of coal, just soaking up nothing. Yeah. You know. Okay. Um, our, I'm not asking. I'm not asking you kidding me. I mean, I've seen
1: Pusher 3 once, and I remember it being uh, the greatest. So I I, can't wait. uh, I'm loving this franchise. I think
0: uh, so far it's been one very good movie and then one better movie. So I'm 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 cloud nine. So we're on the same page. MVP is Mads. We're not asking when will it end.
1: He's got two in a row for me.
0: This is a big week. From Mads Mickelson. Wow, listeners, thank you for your support. Please support us on Patreon. Yeah, we wrapped up Joel Guy Ritchie. We're going on to some more fun stuff. Uh, can we spoil? Can we teaser it?
1: Yeah, I don't know what it is.
0: Yeah, we do. We talked about it on our walk today. By the oh, way, we're Charles actually going to do read it into each other. Yeah, we don't have time. Yeah, we can. We can watch a couple episodes. It's not a big deal. All right, we're doing uh, Ink Master. Sh- sh- we're doing, we're going to watch Ink. <laughs> Charles wants me to watch Ink Master, so we're going to watch some Ink Masters, and I'll learn about yeah, Dave I Navarro. Think, which I I'm excited about
1: Navarro is the best the only reason i recommend watching season one
0: part-time member of the rat jelly peppers dave navarro
1: wait am i thinking of the right no i'm sorry nunez what Navarro's great i really like navarro but the other like the actual tattoo artist host oh. is uh nunez and i don't care about the other guy he... you will my friend okay. you will learn to love nunez and learn to hate uh oliver peck
0: okay don't spoil anything
1: well you should know that he did you know about the oliver peck thing
0: charles this is not the time or place to talk about this okay okay Okay. We'll talk about it on the episode about that. You can talk about it all day. Okay. Follow on the Patreon. We're going to do the ink What's Masters. the URL? Um, I don't know. Fuck. You tell me. That's your job.
1: Patreon.com slash w w i e podcast.
0: Thank you for listening. And please be a friend.